What is up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Warthog Gaming Podcast, hosted by me, Hamish Hector. And me, Oliver Barsby. How you doing, Ollie? You know, it's just another week, another great week in gaming. There's been some great announcements this week. Uh, the Season 4 of Warzone dropped, so as you might have gathered from the last few weeks, it's been a crazy week for Call of Duty. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to next week when The Last of Us 2 comes out. So you're still on that Warzone grind? Is that, again, the only game you've been playing? Um, a bit because well what we've done uh, so I'm now back in my student fly in Leamington nice and we all sort of play the game and obviously when you're sort of apart you all play it in your own rooms with your own consoles and talk over headsets but now we're actually together it feels a bit weird to do that okay you wouldn't really sit in your own room and just sort of play on your PlayStation when everyone's right next to you so we've kind of got a bit of a LAN setup going oh okay Sort of, but it's obviously online. So we have two PlayStations in our living room, one on the sort of main sort of table where everything is, and then the other one's on the arm of our settee. It's a really flat arm, so it's not going to move. Um, so we've got two side by side. Famous last words. <laughs> it's fine. The PlayStations <laughs> are stacked up on top of each other. They're fine. Um, probably oh, not the no. Best, probably not the best for heating wise, but it's fine. But yeah, we've got we've got these two setups. So they're next to each other. You can play some duos of Warzone or whatever. And actually, it really helps because quite a lot of the time if you're playing a multiplayer game, someone goes, oh, they're over there or oh, they're there. And you're like, well, I don't know what you mean. You just have a little look over on the screen, a bit of screen peeking. And it's much okay. better. Um, so, yeah, we've got a nice LAN setup going and it's been great. That's what about really you, nice. I... So, um... Uh, unfortunately, sort of uh, my LAN setup, I wouldn't be able to do anything like that predominantly because I still have um, like assignments to do for university. So I've uh. still got one essay to finish and then my dissertation. <laughs> and sort of uh, it's hard to sort of put, uh, start start doing a lot of that fun stuff when I feel like I've still got a lot of work left to do. Yeah, yeah, but I have okay. been able to do some solo gaming whenever I'm free. So uh, unfortunately, Fortnite hasn't had its new season yet. I think that comes out on the 17th of June. Mm. So I've still got a little bit of longer to wait uh though one game i have been enjoying uh was quantum break i finished that game and also got all the achievements for it earlier uh, sort of at the start of the week i managed to get through it quite quickly nice uh, it was the sort of the the final of my little remedy trip uh it looks like sort of control ties in a little bit into quantum break and alan wake so sort of I- i've called it a little trilogy but i don't know it's not exactly clear whether they're all part of the same universe like marvel films whether there's just sort of easter eggs and references to the other film uh, other games so yeah it's kind of know. tease it kind of teases it a bit maybe yeah because i think quantum break references some stuff from alan wake and then also references altered word of world events mm-hmm. and also i think you can find a document which says like the federal bureau of altered world events oh, okay so sort of like the federal yeah. bureau of control so it sort of ties into both games a little bit, but not quite exactly. No. Uh, that was really, really cool. I think, unfortunately, though, Quantum Break was definitely my least favourite of the three Remedy games I've played. My main what? issue is that it tried to do a cool, like, Life is Strange-style thing mm. with the whole, you can choose your adventure, so you make a decision and it goes forwards in time. And I, I, I've picked Life is Strange rather than, like, Telltale Games because it has a lot of time travel and yeah. time manipulation. That's, like, the whole shtick of this game. My only issue is that I kind of wish you had more choices because it feels like it's got a little bit of an action game, then tacks on a choice, then gives you a, a 
an episode of TV, and it feels so like a TV show yeah. than a game. It's the illusion of choice, which quite a few games sort of yeah. have. They go, oh, which one of these do you want to do? And then you click in it. Either way, it plays out exactly the same way. Yeah, well, I think, well, there are some, like, there seem to be some major story differences. Uh, not obviously, like, you still win the game and there are you still sort of succeed but i think yeah. like in terms of the interpersonal stuff between all the characters like i think very early there's a character i picked to save in the first go and i think she can get killed at the beginning as well so i don't think you can uh, i okay. think there can be some yeah yeah, yeah. fairly big changes um nice. my only thing i kind of wish was that the action segments had kind of imp- an impact because for example the idea is you're this individual against this huge corporation and i at the beginning picked oh, i want them to run a pr campaign against this individual make everyone think that the good guy is actually a terrorist and is doing bad things because you when you make the decisions you make them put the pers- from the perspective of the main villain mm. so you play as the hero and then the main villain makes the decision okay. and then you you play out the tv episode Okay. So I kind of went, ah, the main villain's going to want to run a PR campaign. And I thought, oh, it could have been really cool then if you start playing as Jack, depending, potentially you could do like a lethal run or like a non-lethal run. And if you aren't killing anybody, it might make the game harder to beat because there's going to be more enemies alive to come after you. Yeah. But say like the PR campaign will be less successful. Yeah. And maybe incorporating oh, nice. elements of like user choice. That could have been really cool if they'd done that, but they didn't. They just sort of had... It doesn't matter. You, you you fight and kill everybody, and then the PR campaign is what it is. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a lot of uh, games out there which you know the the actual story and the narrative. It's like very sort of serious or not. It's trying to be like, oh, violence and killing is not the solution, and then you go into the actual combat, and it's just you know mercilessly <laughs> killing everyone who you can yeah. see in your path. Um, I think Watch Dogs Two had a thing like that. It's just like you're just a you're just like this cool hacker guy yeah. <laughs> and then you're everyone. just killing lots of people and a lot of people are like, oh yeah it shoots rubber bullets it's like your gun it's like no it shoots real bullets yeah but they, they don't can... look to be uh incapacitated they look pretty dead yeah and these <laughs> bombs and stuff i just run everyone over with the car so yeah so it's a, it's an odd one but um yeah that, that's been my gameplay this week so nice uh i think with all of that it might be time to jump into the news definitely Let's we've go got quite it. a few things this week the big thing the ps5 event that's going to be our topics but before we can even get through that uh our first news story is a quite a disappointing one it ties in a little bit to our last week's topic actually to do with politics and video games and basically the it's the news that a riot games executive has resigned following their george floyd comments uh so it's the head of consumer products, Ron Johnson, has left the company. And this was after he shared, I, I can't remember if it was through Twitter or through some I think it was memes. Facebook. He was on his personal Facebook account. He was on his personal Facebook account and basically was just victim blaming George Floyd. So on his personal, fa- personal Facebook, he posted an image of George Floyd um, and... The text had, he had a text with all of George Floyd's criminal history and the claim that when he was killed, he was high on meth, getting ready to drive a car and possibly kill your kid. This is no reason to condone his killing by the officer at all. 
which still needs to be investigated as a potential crime, but is, is a learning opportunity for people to teach that this type of criminal lifestyle never results in good things happening to you or those around us. Not really sort of the sentiment or comment that is, is needed right the now. The main thing people took issue with, and quite rightly, was the sort of mention and the reference of a criminal lifestyle. There is um, certainly systematic racist connotations and beliefs behind that from um mr johnson but i think it's good that he well has he properly left the company yet last time i saw he'd been placed on leave um but you might have read an updated article from when i saw it uh this is from a day ago it's on okay uh, yeah pc gamer by sean prescott and he says that an update to his story is that following his comments on the killing of george Floyd this week riot games executive ron johnson has left the company good uh, and a Riot Games spokesperson said that Ron Johnson is no longer employed at Riot Games, which seems like a pretty... Yes. Um, yeah, he, I, I'm reading as well. He was just actually hired at the start of the year by Riot. Um, yeah, probably just to come and help with Valorant. Valorant. I yeah. always say Valorant. Right? <laughs> Valorant. I'm going to call it just whatever. <laughs> no, but it's it's not it's not a good look for Riot, is it? Again, they've, they've had a few incidents like this or about their the culture of the company yeah, uh, in the had, past. They've had sexism issues they and yeah, I think, think this is sort of not another good thing. No. It's, it's just disappointing to see. I just think when you, I don't know, for such a high up person, like who's obviously a big ex- prominent executive in the entertainment industry, I just read that he used to work at Viacom and Nickelodeon. Surely that they should be smarter to know, let's not post some controversial opinions on my own personal Facebook, which could potentially lead to me getting sacked. Like, yeah, I, 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 it's an awful thing for him to have said, but I'm just thinking, what was your thought process behind deciding to post such a weird, like, it, racist comment on Facebook? It does, because I, I feel like there are sort of, there's lots going on right now, and I... Like just read the room. Like this is not the sort yeah. of thing that you'd want to be posting at like, this point in time. Yeah. The sad thing and is, it, he will not be alone in thinking this. But I'm just yeah. thinking, why do you post this? Like, oh, yeah, I don't know his uh, thought process behind it. it it's one of those things. You, yeah. if you don't understand what's in this person's head, you just can't understand all the decisions they no. make, <laughs> and they've made a really, really bad decision. And I mean, yeah, you just got to think about what well, to some horrible <laughs> stuff. If this is his, the way he thinks oh, this is an appropriate thing to do. What would he be like at Riot Games? Um, so it's good to have this person, I hope, kicked out of the games industry for the foreseeable future. I doubt many game companies will hire him um, after this. He'll probably, probably not, but slink also, back to the uh, corporate world. You also don't know. It's one of those things like... yeah. I, I, I Even in like in a month's time, we probably won't remember Ron Johnson. So. Oh, no, of course not. Someone will hire him. Someone will he he will probably they'll they'll sort of probably get away with by saying oh he's got some expertise in the industry and and maybe there'll be a single article that points out that he said these awful things but we probably won't remember because uh, with enough money the people can always sort of yeah. make everyone forget what's gone on but exactly. at least for now he's received some kind of backlash for his comments which just are not appropriate. No, definitely not. Perhaps, though, on a lighter side of the news, we have that in the UK, Game, the brick-and-mortar retail store, are planning to reopen. 
coming on June fifth, yeah, yeah. like many other stores uh, in in here in this country, people can start sort of visiting their their locations again. Uh, though they do have some sort of rules for social distancing and uh, COVID nineteen restrictions. I uh, I thought my favourite that I saw was that anything that they receive in are going to be um are going to be like any you know you can trade in games yeah they're going to be put into like isolation for a period of time oh no that's i mean fair enough to be honest uh you know it makes sense but when you trade in a game to a game usually you just you like getting the money straight away and i'm guessing that they don't do that now they'll probably be like i'll come back in a few weeks and we'll give you your money then oh no so i think you can give in something on the day and i I believe get paid okay it's just that like the traded in stock will be isolated for three days before yeah. going out on sale. So yeah. they will. So for the customer trading it in, it stays the same. But for somebody looking to get a game, it's going to be. Um, they're going to have to wait a little bit once a game's been yeah. traded in yeah. for it to come out. I think it's it's good enough. Um, I mean, I personally don't think I'll be really going into a game store when it opens. I'm not going to be camping outside going, yes, I'm finally. I can go into a yeah. game because, you know, as bad as it sounds, you can buy your games online now, physical or digital. <laughs> um, Damn. Yep, ruining the uh, physical physical uh, retail outlets, but it's just convenient. Like, I've already pre-ordered um, The Last of Us 2 from Amazon. I don't think I'll go change it to game unless they offer something better. But Yeah, I think for is. me, visiting a, a physical store, I, I do quite enjoy doing it, but it's more of a... I like popping in, so I like I like yeah. going and exploring. Right now, I don't feel like that sort of exploration. Oh, I'm just gonna browse no. what's going on. It's not really appropriate. So yeah, no. I've been shopping online. Oh, like I've been getting a lot of books from Waterstones recently. Um, predominantly, I've been picking up the Life is Strange graphic novels. I'm oh, trying nice. to finally read those. And yeah, even though I think Waterstones is reopening, I won't be going into their physical no. shops. I'm just gonna continue buying online. Yeah, because it is like you just. So, for me and uh, you, we I'm guessing have the same local game in Leamington. It's on the parade, which is the top town centre, yeah. and you just go pop into it. Like you might get off the bus and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go some, do some shopping. Oh, how about I pop into game? You know, you have a look around the games. You're like, oh, this one's on sale, or there's they have all this sort of hardware and accessories and the toys and stuff, and you're like, oh, maybe I'll grab one of these, but. It's just like, a, as you said, just an opportunity. You go, oh, let's just have a browse, see if there's anything cool. But yeah, you don't really want to be doing that at the moment. You can. It's not really the time for just going, oh yeah, let's just go have a look around. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like if I had a reason to go out to a few places, I might sort of venture in. But I think that I'm not going to be just going out for the sake no. of going out, with, because... Yeah, right now that's not really the smartest idea. But, you know, good on game for reopening. There'll be people that want to go in. Yeah. Last little bit before we get into more PlayStation-focused news. Uh, It's interesting for me, at least, because I quite enjoy Destiny 2. I haven't played much of this most recent season, but it finally had a sort of Fortnite-like event. And Bungie also announced their sort of roadmap for Destiny 2 going forwards. And both of it are a mixture of interesting, worth talking about. Let's see how it goes. So the, yeah. the first thing, the smaller bit, was the Destiny 2 event. Sort of trying to copy Fortnite and Warzone with those sort of reasons to be in-game at a specific time with all the other players. And Destiny 2 really tried to do that. And they did a pretty big thing. They blew up the Almighty, which is the 
the big um, evil ship, which has been there since like the very beginning of Destiny <laughs> 2. But it took over an hour to blow it up. Like Fortnite events are normally oh, done dear. within like 10 minutes. Even the longer ones are maybe... I mean, if you you count the black hole of the reboot of season one, but like it was just that, a that black was a big, hole for a long time. That was a big time. thing as well. Though. That was like, you know, the big Fortnite slow redestroying itself and starting again. Yeah. But the actual event that you were logged in for was like, 20 minutes and there was lots of stuff going on in that 20 minutes yeah. this was basically people watching a firework display for an hour <laughs> it's it was probably a bit too long i think it, too stretched out um they could have easily shortened it down and i'm sure that for the next time they'll probably take this feedback on board which i'm sure quite a lot of the other players have as well but i think it is in general it is a you know it's cool to see them experimenting more with live events um it is a type of game which i think works really well to have live events with oh 100% like i think i think they so their their plans of going forward to the game want to turn it into much more of an mmo so there isn't really going to be a destiny 3 no it's going to no. be continuing to just support destiny 2 with major expansions which yeah it's, it's act, good they'll act like a destiny 3 but they will be yeah destiny 2 expansions which i think, I think is that's all good it's all really great because everyone at bungie um i think jason schreier you know journalist now for the bloomberg um he tweeted about the bungie staff like celebrating at the event and the announcements and i think it is really good for them because when they were Sort of partnered with and working for Activision on Destiny 2, I think there was a perception or a belief that it was going to be right. As soon as Destiny 2 is finished, we're working straight on Destiny 3. And that wasn't what they wanted to do. So now that they're doing all these uh, live games as a service, not games as a service actually, these live games and they're keeping updates with expansions and it's trying to keep the game going, I think it's really good for them to sort of be proud and be invested in their game more than they possibly would be in a destiny 3 i mean i'm sure eventually we might see a destiny 3 or bungie might just work boy uh they might just work on a completely new game i think they, they announced they're working on something light-hearted and whimsical was i believe a okay. quote they put out about okay. some new ip that they're they've got in the works so that will be quite different to the slightly more steadily gritty destiny 2 <laughs> i think it's very cool and we'll have to see how that all goes but for stuff that we don't have to see how it's all going it's already out is we have um, well not yet <laughs> oh it's not out the reviews are out though not yet nope the reviews are out for yeah. the last of us part two i know people can criticize metacritic but it's quite an easy way to just get the general consensus for game reviewers there are a lot of 100% which come to a total of 96 across 86 critic reviews, which is quite impressive. Very impressive. Um, you know, I've actually... <laughs> it's kind of bad because we're doing a section of this, but I haven't read any of the reviews purposefully because I don't want to get anything more about the game sort of revealed to me, if that makes sense. Um, no, that makes absolute sense. But I've seen like segments of it, and I, as you've said, uh, I've seen the Metacritic review score, and I think, you know... Naughty Dog have done a classic Naughty Dog move and they've made a fantastic game. Uh, don't be surprised, though, if the user reviews are not as high. You know, The Last of Us 2 is probably one of the most hated games out there at the moment for yeah. both um, social culture region, region, reasons. Um, lots of people don't like the sort of direction it's gone in that way. 
And then also the fact that it's exclusive to PlayStation means that you'll have lots of PC and Xbox users sort of review bombing it without even playing the game. So expect a lot of review bombing. It's, it's a pretty terrible, though. I think one thing that I thought would be more interesting to talk about, because, yeah, we, we don't want to spoil too much here. No. I'm not going to be able to play the game. I don't have a PlayStation Aww. 4, but potentially at, at some point in the future. But I, what I think could be more interesting was to look at this from the perspective of a few months ago uh jason schreier put out a piece for kotaku saying that the sort of naughty dog had a huge crunch on the last of us part two with a lot of developers sort of having to go to hospital having to quit their jobs a lot of them sort of the quote he has in the headline is wondering how much longer their approach can last to this very crunch heavy studio and it's not just on the last of us part two it it seems to be that Nostalgia have quite a crunch-heavy culture. Yeah, so um, I've been reading Jason Schreier's book actually on called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Um, it's a great read for anyone who wants to pick it up out there. Um, and I was reading on the Uncharted series. So this is a section of the book where he talks about the Unchart- Uncharted series and Naughty Dog. And what it seems to happen is that they're just bouncing from game to game. From it was The Last of Us to Uncharted, and then to The Last of Us Two. Um, without much of a break in between and with these really strict deadlines to get these amazing games out. And I think what I hope comes out of this now is that the Naughty Dog studio goes, okay, let's just take a break or let's take a few months to do some like brainstorming and just have a relax and think about our next projects without having to you know, work 16-hour days, sleep in the office... Um, and not see our families because I think they will need a reset after The Last of Us 2, you know, to get their heads sort of fresh and to not burn out. Um, video game crunching, you know, it's the video game industry is still quite a new industry and I think unfortunately it is still a part, it is a part of a culture now, you know, you crunch to get a game done. Um, Naughty Dog are not the only studio to do this. I'm 99% sure that most games will at some point experience a crunch um even if they might not publicly say they're crunching there will be some late hours and long nights which is you know it's good and bad uh developers you know take pride in their work so they want to do as much as they can but they shouldn't be treated unfairly or have bad work conditions imposed on them but i think the developers will say you know oh it was all worth it in the end but i really hope that they get so much bonuses and everything from the metacritic score because Unfortunately, Metacritic, that is what it is seen as in the games development industry. It is like the bonus calculator, Mm. which is not the best thing. Um, There's a sort of famous story about the Fallout. Which one was it? New Vegas or Fallout 3? Uh, I don't remember right now. Okay. Well, it was one of the Fallouts and they were promised a bonus if they got 85 or over on Metacritic. Uh And they got 84. So we're not... So they weren't paid any of their bonuses and people were just sort of, you know, going ham on the executives who decided not to pay that out because that one mark could literally just be one review going, you know what, I don't really like this bit of a game, so I'm just going to give it an 80 or a 70 rather than a 85. Um, yeah. It's very arbitrary in my opinion anyway. I think it is quite arbitrary to tie it to those specific scores when, you know, there are, you know, sales or whatever are far better 
probably yeah. metrics of how well a, how good a game is i think from the naughty dog perspective the way i feel about it is on the one hand sure they've made a great game you know as it points out in jason's article there's just these tiny little details like if you shine a flashlight at ellie's face she like blinks and explicitly mm-hmm. reacts to those small details and i think those sorts of things really make it feel like an, an excellent piece of craftsmanship and those mm. do take time to put in but when it seems to be like continually crunching on stuff and like not just a month or two but sort of months and even sort of a year of crunch it seems to be that naughty dog employees can be subjected to as games sort of yeah. come near to i think in inverted commas to yeah. release one thing which people um saw when the naughty dog was delayed was they were like oh this is good it means that you know, the employees won't be crunching anymore um, for the three months it was delayed. But in reality, what it meant was the crunch was just extended to three months. It exactly. doesn't mean they had the time to sort of like put their feet up and relax. It just meant they had to do more work over three months. I I, I almost wish that there were more negative reviews because <laughs> not from like a because I want the game to do badly, but basically people go on and on about how awful crunch culture is and mm. journalists will talk about how awful it is. And then they'll come along and they'll give this game a 10 out of 10. And it's basically sort of saying, well, you know, crunch is bad, but it leads to this. And it's sort of condoning it. It's sort of saying, well, like, all those extra hours were worth it because you've made a perfect game. I get what you mean, but I, I don't know. I guess it depends how what you how you believe you should review a game, doesn't it? If yeah. you think, you, obviously, you should take into account the wider context of how the game was made. Or do people review it as, like, an objective game in a vacuum? Exactly. It's it's one of those things, it's like the death of the author or, you know, what's yeah. going on with all of that. But I think that, yeah. I hope that sort of Naughty Dog changed their culture. And if it means that it takes half a decade for their next game to come mm. out, I almost feel like that would be worth it rather than trying to work double overtime yeah. for the next I two think and a half years and get I it done. I could see them definitely changing after The Last of Us 2 because all of the sort of criticism and stuff has kind of been shielded by the fact it's The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Um. And if the next the next game will either be a new IP, or The Last of Us Three, um. And if it's The Last of Us Three, they won't do it for four or five years because they want to have time between it. Um. But if it's a new IP, you don't have anything to stand on. Um. Exactly. Apart from being a Naughty Dog, and I don't think that's enough, really anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. They won't be able to just go. Oh yeah, we're Naughty Dog. We crunch for this new IP. It will they will like get the criticism and it will be justified criticism. I don't think the developers will be as sort of going, oh yeah, we'll do it because it's Last of Us. They, oh, we'll do it because yeah. it's this new IP. Um, I mean, you've got to think about um, The Last of Us, the original one was made by Neil Druckmann and I think it's Bruce Straley. I think that's how you pronounce <laughs> his name. Um, and Bruce Straley, they then took over Uncharted 4 after Amy Hennig left. Um, and immediately after that game finished, Bruce Straley left. You know, he was like one of the best creative minds in the industry. You know, created The Last of Us and pulled Uncharted Four out of the out of his hat and just was like, "Here's a great game. We've just made mm. it now." And he left immediately after that. And I think there will be loads of other sort of amazing people who might not be as high profile who have done some okay. phenomenal work on The Last of Us, and they will just leave as well. Um, mm. I don't think Neil Druckmann will leave. You know, it's his. He's kind of his company at the moment. Well, he's at one of a senior leadership team. 
But I imagine there'll be some big changes coming to Naughty Dog. There probably will be. But before we see any of the big changes to Naughty Dog, we've got to get into the topic of the week, uh, which will look at the PlayStation 5 games. Woo! And so the PlayStation 5 event was pretty huge. There were lots of things to talk about, but I think rather than going through them all, it might be worth us going through some highlights that we both enjoyed, liked, thought were interesting, thought were funny. Um, yeah, definitely. There I were think lots of things that happened. <laughs> the first thing I'd like to say, which isn't kind of a highlight, but it was, it was, it started, at, they started the show off, um, apart from the weird, you know, shapes and stuff, which was a bit odd. The show started with a montage of PS4 exclusives and the statement from Jim Ryan, the CEO, saying, we'll have our games do the talking. And I just thought, they're just, you know, flexing on Xbox here, having a little style on them, uh, you know, going, look at our games. These are the games which we've had exclusive for our console in the last 10 or so years. And there was so much there. And I was like, okay, so they're starting this off by sort of trying to rub, rub, it, rub salt in the wounds of Xbox fans who have missed out on all these games. True. That's, that's what I think. I think. That, no, that was like, no, that's a good reveal to basically be like, hey, we've got all these great games. I think that uh, I don't want to bring this up later. I think because we talked about the slow symbols reveal and they constantly appeared. I thought it was it was it was okay. <laughs> I thought it was fine, but it, I I think I've said this before. This wasn't this was like this whole thing was like an hour and fifteen. It was an hour of like actual conference and fifteen minutes of just slow transitions. Just it no, felt very boring. Uh, I thought the the symbols were fine. It was. A bit of time in between for me to get my tweets out and get my thoughts thoughts on the board games Twitter account. Potentially, <laughs> um, I just it, it was it felt like a lot of this. A lot of this whole event felt very slow, and these were just these were like the start of it. It's like, okay, this is gonna plod along. It felt more like a E three press conference trying to pad for time than necessarily a digital press conference mm. which are known for being a little bit slicker and smoother well, and quicker as i said to you um earlier i think it was yesterday when or the day before when the event actually took place like i said i'll take these shapes over the uh the xbox series x's very odd and awkward sort of press conference from home style that they went with i thought that was compared to that I think it, it felt like that went quicker though. I especially because also it was shorter. But I just felt like there was more there was more per minute in the Xbox event that I wanted to actually listen no, to. No, well, we can we can agree to disagree. We can we can agree to disagree because there wasn't much gameplay. But that's another time. <laughs> well, okay. Well, then next we've got the GTA Five reveal, yeah, which I was, think is hilarious. It was, odd. It was obviously the, paid for by Rockstar, you know. <laughs> 100% and it's coming to both consoles this isn't an exclusive yeah. but I thought there was some two the two interesting things firstly this game has now released on three generations <laughs> secondly actually third thing I want to mention in a minute but um secondly big move that it's going to be free on PS plus at the launch I found it weird that it said GTA online free on uh PlayStation 5 does that mean a full game won't be I don't know or well, potentially they'll be separating them that could be cool um it would be weird that it wouldn't be free but who knows? Yeah. Um, but also for me then, what is interesting is because they didn't announce it, whether they've got some kind of smart delivery style thing, but the fact they're sort of saying, oh yeah, it's releasing for the PlayStation 5 suggests there's going to be a GTA 5, PlayStation 5 version. Um, but what if you already own GTA 5 on the PlayStation 4? Are you going to be 
are you going to be able to play it? Are you going to be stuck with sort of a PlayStation 4 version, which maybe only runs in, uh, you know, regular HD? Whereas if you want the 4K, mm. you're going to have to buy a whole new game. Sort of. I yeah, I don't, the one thing I don't they didn't reveal was one of your predictions was the smart delivery style thing, and it's still up in the air as to what exactly that is. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the play, the GTA thing, you know, it could go either way. I think there was some mention of it being re- enhanced or some something, but they didn't show any gameplay of it. Uh, they well, they showed PlayStation Four gameplay of it, which was very odd. So that that was kind of an odd one, but yeah, that was. I thought that was that was definitely an interesting one. And then uh, we had a surprise reveal: the big boy. The big boy itself, well, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. I think it's a launch title. Uh, It said holiday 2020, which is the generic term for when the PlayStation is launching. Yeah. Which I assume means it's coming out as a launch title. There's been a bit of of talk about this game since the event happened. Um, Yes. (laughs) Quite a lot of confusion. it, It looks like it's... I think the best description of it that I've seen is that it's... It is to... Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is to Spider-Man PS4 what Uncharted The Lost Legacy was to Uncharted 4. So it's not a full sequel. It's going to be a much, it's going to be a smaller experience, more compact, but it will be sort of a It's a standalone game. game. That's, that was what people were trying to wrap their head around yesterday. They were like, is this just an expansion pass or is this a standalone game? And I think... Uh, whether it was Insomniac or Sony, they confused and someone made a mistake and was like, oh yeah, it expands on the original title. And then they had to yeah. go back and sell and say, no, this is a standalone game. Yeah, because I think at one time it looked like it was going to be, okay, so potentially you can either get this game for 20 quid or get Spider-Man PS4 upgraded for the PlayStation 5 and yeah. this game for maybe like 40 is like a deluxe. The way I'm trying to see my how my head for people who haven't played Uncharted The Lost Legacy or know about that is I think it might be kind of what like the Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver will be to the Pokemon Diamond Pearl series if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like made in the same engine with very similar gameplay but with new abilities, new characters, new locations, new storyline and everything but Ultimately, it will feel very similar. Yeah, and I think it will probably be, unlike Heart Gold Silver, probably a little bit shorter. Yeah, it won't be as it won't be the big fifty-hour campaign. Um, I think it will sort of segue into the Spider-Man Two game, like it will be oh, a 100%. bridge between them. Um, which, is, to be honest, it's fair enough. I, as we said in our um, predictions. I expected something about this game, but I didn't think it would be a launch title pure like Spider-Man 2 purely because the original one only came out two years ago. And it would be very... And since I did the expansion passes as well, uh, the DLC, it would have been insane for them to turn around and be like, here's a completely new game, 50-hour campaign in a year um, or two years. Uh, I Yeah, I think it's still sort of... The sentiment, though, is like it feels kind of a sequel. I think both of us were caught off surprised by it. So uh, I, I gave you the point on Spider-Man yeah. 2. I thought it was Avengers at first when they uh, when they sort of showed it off first. I was like, Hero, is that a uh, Thor? Because I just thought the sort of lightning-y stuff was Thor. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I think it was a good start to the show. Um, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a quite a good start to the show. For me, yeah. a less good thing was the Gran Turismo... It's just uh, one of those games, isn't it? Gran Turismo. You know, people will like it, but if you don't play those type of games, you won't really enjoy those type of games. But true, because 
one thing I wanted to call out, because I know there was a big thing about gameplay or no gameplay, and there was quite a bit of gameplay in this event, <laughs> but I think that one of the things for me which highlighted it, which where I kind of preferred the Xbox event of no. cutting between lots of things, was like for the Gran Turismo, there was like a two-minute segment of just a car driving around a track. Oh, uh, yeah, it's fine. I think we've just got a longer thing. I want it I want it sweeter. I want it shorter. I want to see... This is like maybe some 10-second clips of various parts of the gameplay, but I don't want a two-minute chunk in the middle of this of someone driving around. To be honest, all, all g- gameplay is good, you know, We've had a lack of any gameplay from Xbox Series X. Um, and I think as well, the gameplay for Gran Turismo, yeah, we we can sit here and be like, oh, we didn't really, sort of, it's a bit too long and a bit too drawn out. But I know I'm speaking for me and I'm assuming I can speak for you here, Hamish. We don't care about racing games, you know. I no, don't care about Gran Turismo. I don't care about Forza um, as much as I should because they, they do look very fun. Um, but it's just not one of those game series where I can get excited for. And I imagine that people... Because there are a lot of people who will buy this title. Um, you know, that's why it's on the seventh iteration of the series. Uh, and they will have loved to see all this actual big gameplay. Um, although I didn't think it actually looked that good, the game. Uh, like, in terms of the graphic-wise, it just looked okay. Again, that's going to be one of those things that they're trying to stream the video. I yeah. Again, like, one of the other reasons that I think sometimes gameplay, trying to really show it off, is a little bit pointless. Is because when you're trying to stream mm. out a video over internet, it's like... People are going to be based on like their rig, like whatever their computer is, whatever their Wi-Fi connection's like. They're not actually going to be able to get the feel for it. And so yeah, well, you got you've got to show gameplay at some point. Like yeah, you, but just, you, I think you're just making excuses for Xbox now here. <laughs> no, because again, like the next game as well, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It looked fantastic, and the gameplay the gameplay was solid. The gameplay was solid, but again, I didn't need to see it. We know what Ratchet and Clank gameplay looks like. We we got to see like the opening cutscenes like okay that's really cool and they say like you can actually like go between these things no loading times it's like oh that's pretty cool we're done with that game we don't need to then see two minutes of a Ratchet and Clank let's play it showed off a lot of the PlayStation 5's technology as well um so if you saw them going through the rifts and the portals that is only available through the new sort of technology about loading screens because it's literally just snapping you through uh, completely different worlds and bringing you into a new one. Um, I think lots of the stuff shown off there was kind of to show off how good the gameplay can be on the PlayStation 5. Yeah, exactly. So um, Project Athia looks kind of cool. There's not really that much on it. Uh, one, of, one of the creators I quite like, a guy called Gary Witter, he works on Rogue One. He does a few, like, he does some kind of funny podcasts, which are pretty fun to listen to. Apparently he's worked on the game, so that's... I found one thing was a bit odd. It said, like, designed exclusively for the PlayStation 5. Um, I think that's how it was phrased, so I didn't really understand what that means. Is that, like, it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive, or does that mean it's going to run better in the PlayStation 5? Um, I don't know if they've revealed it yet. It's one of those things where there just needs to be three definitions, and they need to either... And I, they just need to put either it's an exclusive or it's a timed exclusive. Yeah, or multi-platform. Or multi-platform. And like, this should just be a thing that's done across the industry. And maybe you can say like, or maybe it's just like, it's either, or maybe even like, if you don't know if it's going to be a timed exclusive or not, just say like, we've this is exclusive or not exclusive for now. It's like, okay, that's cool. We know that. Yeah. That's I mean, what I, that is. They might not have decided yet. They might still be working it out with uh, Sony. <laughs> Because then you've got uh, Stray as well, which looked pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's Annapurna Studios, you know, 
they're a fantastic, fantastic game developer, or publisher, should I say. They uh, published Outer Wilds. That's a game we covered back on this podcast uh, a few episodes ago. And you recognise them from somewhere? <laughs> uh, so they are, I trust them, you know, and Stray, it looks to have, you play as a Stray Cat, which, you know, is a pretty cool concept in itself in a robot world. Um, it looked really interesting. Again, this was uh, this was a trailer which was very common in the Xbox Series X presentation and that it didn't show any real gameplay. It was just a cinematic trailer. So I can't really tell what, what it's going to be about at the moment. It's a cat in a world full of robots. It's a cat, See, I, you know. I, think, I imagine it's just going to be like exploring. They're probably going to be like, oh, you can actually play as a cat now because you can sort of, all of those motions and movements that you'd want to feel fluid probably work. And so, I don't know, I think it was, I thought it was a fine trailer. I think it got across kind of what they want to get across with the world. Pretty yeah, cool. I'll, be, I'll be waiting for gameplay though, again, um, to see how it, how, what you actually do. But I will probably pick this game up. Um, I trust Annapurna Studios. Cool. And then we had quite a few, we had quite a few sort of like smaller games. Were there any that you wanted to call out um, quite liked, Ollie? <laughs> I think actually... I cut a few of them out earlier between Annapurna Studios. Uh, yeah, I did. The next one I have is the Sackboy Adventures. Oh, then a US oh that's only like two things. So oh, okay. that's, that's not too far. Yeah, Sackboy? Sackboy Adventures. Uh, you know, Little Big Planet technically is returning, I guess you could say, with Sackboy Adventures. It looks fun. Um, I only played a bit of the Little Big Planet. You know, I wasn't a bit. I didn't have a PlayStation Three myself, so I only played a bits of and bobs of it. Um, uh-huh. but you know, it looks a fun, a fun platformer. Um, it'll be one of those games marketed towards a younger audience. I think to be like, look, the PlayStation Five has games for kids too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, trying to get people in younger. They had quite a few of those games as well. But I know that fans will be happy about it. Fans will be happy. I quite like Sackboy. I had um, I had Little Big Planet on my place, uh, PSP. Hey. Then. Quite funny, they had Destruction All-Stars. I just thought the name was quite funny. <laughs> it was. Not... This was an odd game, I thought. It was a... I was like, is this Rocket League? It looked cool. I liked the idea of it's like Titanfall, but instead of Titans, it's cars. I just like the fact that they chose All-Stars, and I think they should have... <laughs> I think if there's not a PlayStation All-Stars tie-in, I'm going to be exceptionally yeah. disappointed. There's not much more I wanted to say. It, it looks... It was a de- demolition der- derby game. That's how you say that. I think in American terms. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks. It looks fine. Um, the style they went for was very. I thought Fortnite esque. That, that's now a term which people have co-opted. Uh, it's probably the Dark Souls. It's like people saying in games like the Dark Souls have something. Um, saying if it, if something's like colorful and anim- sort of like animated style that rather than realistic it's it looks a bit fortnite is what the term is now um i can't see myself really wanting to get this game to be honest though i thought it looked really cool and another game that i thought looked awesome was kenna bridge of spirits yeah looks quite sort of pikmin combined with ori in the blind forest-esque so i want to see where they go with it we got to see some some gameplay stuff that's uh, and i think it just it seems fun it seems it seems quite cute and then you liked the, mm. the next game didn't you that came out in the list the Goodbye Volcano High, was that it? Yeah, Goodbye Volcano High. Yeah, I thought it looked interesting. Um, it's again, it was one of those games where I was like, what is this about? But I was reminded, I think I tweeted out, it looks like Bojack Horseman mixed of Life is Strange, but as a dinosaur. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. You know, it's a sort of a, ha- well, a more drawn animated style, which is quite a cool style in itself. You know, I like I like those type of games. Um 
lots of people were sort of very confused by this game i think on twitter and it's one which we'll just have to see see what it's about to be honest because i don't really know what it's about yet no i neither do i um one game that i feel like i understand a little bit more about because it's uh just seems to be it's going to be a horror anime typical game was mm. ghostwire tokyo did you i didn't understand that <laughs> i was confused i just think it seemed like this cool idea is like oh you get to go around actually like explore tokyo like, yeah trying to do this big posturing like oh the playstation 5 is big enough to yeah. design this whole city and yeah like i thought it was quite cool i liked the concept of it it looked cool but i just didn't really un- like they showed a bit of a gameplay off and i was like okay so what what is I, I just was a bit like confused it looks a bit like skyrim sort of magic style gameplay um if that makes sense in a way i think this game you know is going to be overshadowed for a bit by the fact it was you know when it was announced it was akumi nakamura who was the you know the wholesome woman who was on stage and who took the internet by storm um that's going to overshadow this game unfortunately for the developers now since she's no longer actually at the company um next i have i think i might have cut out a few here but i've got godfall okay i didn't think much of godfall what, no what that's that's why i wanted to talk to about it saying it just looked eh. um you know it's um gearbox studios so the developers of borderlands yeah and it's sort of a, i don't know i guess it looked like forerunner a bit but in the future with uh, it just looked it looked okay but nothing special yeah it felt very generic which is a one of the problems which i think it will face i don't particularly think much of that game will come it could yeah who knows for any fans of hyper light drifter then there was solar ash (laughs) i have not played hyper light drifter yet but it's a game that i'm Mm. aware of probably should play at some point i I got some journey vibes from that that's what um, i thought as well it looks pretty cool it looked quite good scene of hyper light drifter it seemed like mm. it was like a 3D version of that game to some extent. I don't know, yeah. but maybe it's sort of tied in. So people that really liked the original, they might really like that. And then Hitman 3 was definitely one that got me excited. Ah, uh, because it's coming to the Xbox. <laughs> no, not just that. Like, I really like um, Hitman 1. I haven't... It's one of the, Hitman 1 is one of those games where like... I didn't... I took a lot of time to play through it. And I didn't actually beat it, but I have seen the ending through Let's Plays. Okay. But I loved sort of like doing the missions multiple times. So you can basically, every time you do missions, you can do various challenges and you can do unlocks. And so I would spend just like 10 hours on each individual level, just repeating them, doing all the unlock requirements and trying to work out, okay, how do I finish this level without using a disguise, without getting seen (laughs) and only killing the targets. And it's like this really extreme, difficult challenge that you have to puzzle your way through. I haven't played Hitman 2 yet, but like, I'm excited. It looked it looked good. I think for me, um, I'm not sure if it's just a testament to how good Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 looked on the current generation of consoles, but it didn't look too much of an upgrade for the PlayStation 5. Um, I don't know if it means it's going to be released on the other the xbox one and the ps4 but i just thought you know it looks very similar in terms of how it aesthetically looks mm. now um and this was the one game where they said here's a look at the gameplay and then didn't have any gameplay in the gameplay trailer um well so. you got some like no because like again like i think what like what i was come back to like you you have gameplay but i think they're just using like they're not using like the gameplay camera angle they're like showing you like a separate camera that's recording you gameplay they had like a first trailer which showed gameplay um, it was like the I don't know like the announcement trailer, and then we cut to another guy and he was like, "Here's the first look at the Hitman gameplay," and then it was this weird trailer which had like a second of something, and it was just another teaser trailer. To be honest, I thought I was that was one where I was a bit like, "Okay, you didn't really need to chuck that in," but I well, guess because it, it looked like it was like rendering it. I think the difference is like I think for a lot of people, gameplay just means like they're rendering it in engine, so it's not a mm. it's not a cutscene that they have pre-rendered and therefore can look better. It's a like 
the camera angle might not be the one the player is experiencing, but like this is how the game would look when it is running. I, I think it, it wasn't needed. It was like 20 seconds as well. It was just a... I um, thought it was fun. It, like, people also know how Hitman works. Like, I don't need to see... Yeah, that's true. I mean... Much from this game. Yeah, but that's... The, I was like, well, we saw it. We saw gameplay in the main trailer of what it looks like running in the engine. So, But anyway, it, it looks good. Um, I might pick it up. I don't know. I was kind of fell out of love with Hitman with the first one because it had like the chapters which you had to buy individually, which is a bit annoying. I thought Little Devon Side looked funny. I, I just want to say, looks cute. I, this was, um I think, the most underrated title of a show. Oh, 100%. It, look to have so much going going on i've no clue what it's about like the differences between the sort of hero who was you know going out fighting everyone and doing all this stuff and then the butler sort of guy or the person chilling on the toilet or walking into a town for the to the schmeet store i saw that that was very odd um i really liked the art style it just this title i think looks it looked very, very, very good. Um, that's one I think I'll definitely be keeping my eye on and will probably pick up at launch if it's as good as I think it is. I don't know. It, it looked great. Um, I am a sucker for a big open world adventure game. I, so, yeah. Uh, one more, which there was before that, um, just want to mention because this wasn't actually revealed, is Astro's Playground. So it's a PSVR game, Astro's something or other. Um, it looks okay, but while I think that apparently this game is free for everyone on the PS5 uh, on launch, nice. which is quite cool. Um, that'd be good for, you know, people worried about not having enough games to play. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's fair. Like having free stuff available straight away is brilliant. Yeah. Only are you a basketball fan? <laughs> Unfortunately not. So I okay, did, cool. not, did not then... care about NBA. <laughs> You know, there's uh, some advanced sweat mechanics. I guess that's all the trailer showed. So it looked true. It looked it looked realistic, man. More realistic than before. <laughs> Island of Bug Snacks. I know you like to look at this game, Ollie. Yeah, Octodad. Um, I found it really fun. It was a really fun game. Bug Snacks. It looked it looked stupid, but then it looks funny as well. And it'll be one of those ones where I like might pick it up just for the comedy sake of it. Um, the Australian accent was awful, though. I have to say, um, I was a bit I... confused by that. It seems very childlike. The only thing that could win it back for me was that ending moment. Yeah, they're like it seems quite guy. weird, like the fact that they're putting these bugs and stuff on their arms, and then you see this kind of like weird bugs, fruit, zombie attack you. And if it if it's like secretly a horror game, like it's got some secret sort of scary elements. Honestly, it could Octodad Makers. They it could be. I they're a developer who just will be like, yep, let's just do something completely stupid and insane. If it's that, I will I will take that. If it's though your typical, oh, you've got to just save the village from these evil monsters, it's like, okay, no. Yeah, I'm once not. again, I'd be waiting for the gameplay, I guess. If it's just like a build this village up and yeah, don't let people attack it. But I don't know. It's Animal Crossing with combat, not what I'm interested in. Animal Crossing will be so much better with combat, come on. <laughs> Beat up Tom Nook. Demon Souls, the remake Oof. from Bluepoint, doing their classic Wii Remaster games for things. Yeah. And it looks it- pretty fun. Looks good, you know. Everyone's been wanting a Demon Souls remaster for quite a while now. Um, so is this one, which I think everyone expected to come out. Um, you know, I might. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not very good at uh, this whole Souls born type game so i'm not sure whether i will pick that up no that's that's absolutely fair uh, i don't know if I, I would pick it up either but you know what i will pick up if i can death loop absolutely death loop yes it looked it was a long sort of detailed reveal trailer i thought which is good um i it was just there was a lot going on it was it was a, another one of the games where they've done about loops there was a couple quite a few in this uh, reveal about loop sort of ones i think it looked it's looked fantastic. So I was trying to get my head around what the actual game is. Um, I think it is a PvP, is it? Like multiplayer? I don't know. So I think 
there, there, there seems to be some kind of PvP element because Between basically the two it, main characters. you've got to play as a guy that's trying to assassinate everybody on this island or eight main targets and then yeah. a another character that's trying to like assassinate you separately so and you could all and like the ending route showed that you had a first person perspective from her angle so yeah. it might be either it's like a pvp thing maybe you are um like maybe that's a, a mode you unlock later yeah it looks it just it looked really it looked good. Um, I think the art style as well was actually quite fantastic. Um, no, I think the art is really cool. I'm interested to see exactly like how this game works because it talks about yeah. the loop. Is it going to be the? Is it going to be that you have to kill all eight in one That's, single run? I think it is. That's what I assume it is. So it'll be kind of like um, Outer Wilds in a way where you have to do everything in a single loop or do certain things in a single loop to win the game, and it'll be about learning how to do it quickly and how to beat these people, I guess. Yeah, because I was Although, I don't know if it'll be if a time though, limit. It would be like you've got to kill each individual person in a loop and it will just sort of say oh you did it all in one loop at the end but mm. i i would prefer from the challenge perspective of it being you've got to do it all in one go in all it would in it would make sense if because if it is a time loop and i think the trailer did allude to you have to kill all eight people and it it wouldn't really make sense if it was oh you can just kill them once in a loop and then you've you know yeah. checked it off because i think um, also the the idea of the loop was that you you only reset when you die. So I guess if you don't yeah. die, you can keep that's, going. Exactly, that's the thing. If it's not like a timed one as well, you know, you want to speed run through quickly killing them all. It'll be more like, okay, you got to t- take your time. And because it's an assassin game as well, isn't it? That was how it was marketed. Mm. So it's not going to be one of those run in and, you know, guns blazing, kill everyone quickly and get out or die. It'll be like a sort of, okay, how are you going to sneak your way into every single place and kill them all? And then take out the final person to win. Um, kind of like I an extreme think. hitman. Yeah, extreme hitman. There we are. I think that is a timed PS5 exclusive. Um, Who knows? Let me have a. I think yeah, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are timed PS5 exclusives. Um, oh, Deathloop is also coming to the PC. Nice. Um, well, I'll see when I pick it up. On another game that I will definitely be picking up on and am super duper excited for is Resident Evil Eight Village. It, it was the one reveal which got me, in a way. Like, I didn't... I knew it was coming. I assumed they would, but, like, how it was revealed and it was, like, Village, I was like, okay, what is Village? And then, you know, they faded into the eight. I was like, ooh. Yeah, because I, I, I messaged you about this yesterday. It was like... Because basically, um, people knew a Resident Evil 8 reveal was coming because mm. last week, when the event was meant to have happened, there was... Uh, the Resident Evil games went on sale for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Is that, hmm, and people are like, interesting. ah, there's probably a Resident Evil news that's why those games have gone on sale on the PlayStation. And so people are like, okay, Resident Evil 8. And then we saw the trailer and it's like, the moment it started, it's like, okay, that's Resident Evil 8. Like, the that is the RE engine. I know what that <laughs> engine looks like. It feels like it. And like, there were a few characters like, and then for a second I thought, oh, is it an RE4 remake? Because there was a character that looked yeah. kind of like the trader. And it, and I thought like, oh, and potentially they've sort of, there was some one or two bits I thought, oh, is this a Resident Evil 4 thing? And then, yeah, it was the village at the end. And I thought, okay, I'll cross out Resident Evil 8 on my <laughs> thing and then look back up and there's the 8 highlighted. And I just sort of shout and people come to check that I'm okay because I'm one, very excited. Yeah, one thing which is odd was it was Ethan is back isn't he but he looked very different well we saw it from his perspective we saw mm. so ethan was on the floor and i think we see mia getting shot by chris redfield who seems to be sort of evil i don't i don't know yeah maybe good and acting in our interest because we see him 
we see Chris, like Chris Redfield saved Ethan at the end of Resident Evil 7 and now seems to be some kind of villain. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but it, it, it's exciting that it's from Ethan's mm. perspective again. It's nice that they've sort of carried on his story. Yeah, I've I've never really been into Resident Evils as much, um, but it might be one which I might pick up in the end. I, I mean, I'm being meaning to get more into horror games um, this summer, so hopefully I'll jump into the Resident Evil 3 and 4 or some of those type games. Yeah. Um, um I have the finally I have one more game to talk about. One more game, which one? Uh take a guess. Uh, I'm going to guess it's Horizon Zero Dawn. Hey. Or not Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon, Horizon uh, Forbidden, Forbidden West. West. It's a I was it's a very odd name because it's well, not odd name, but I was is it Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is it Horizon 2 Forbidden West, but I think it's just Horizon Forbidden West. Um just had a little 2 in the the title okay, when they showed yeah. like the logo. Yeah. Well, it looks, you know, it it looks stunning. I think it was graphically and visually it was probably the best game revealed um at the event for that sort of sake. It was there and one more thing. Again. It was there and one more thing. You know, the the elephants at the end, the mechanical elephants looked so good and I'm just so excited for this game to come out and it's just everyone knew it was coming, you know, you said it you were like, "Oh yeah." You know, it wasn't really, it was very much expected that they were going to do this Horizon, this Horizon Zero Dawn 2. But it still doesn't mean it was any less no. uh, of anything. I think it looked so good. And I think they haven't put a release date on it yet, I don't think. I don't think it's a uh, launch title, which is something we got wrong. Um, I but, think they put 2021. Yeah, which is a bit of a shame. You know, it would have been cool for them to do it as a launch title as well. But I guess they're trying to, they were like, well, we either have Spider-Man or Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Let's go for Spider-Man. Yeah, so I think it is it is what it is. I, I was very excited to see it, predominantly because up until that point, we were tied for points. Aww. And so it, it was nice It was nice for me to get my fourth prediction and my, my extra bonus point, uh, which but was very then, nice to receive. didn't I get a point back on the next reveal? The uh, console itself was revealed. Yeah, you know, so we were, we already had the, we had the box and then we had Horizon. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so we've talked about our predictions, so we'll quickly go into those and then we'll talk about the box and yes. the event overall. So um, I predicted that there would be no box, that we would see Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or some kind of sequel to Horizon, uh, no VR, there'd be no hard date for anything, and we also wouldn't see a price. You believed we would see a box? that we'd see Spider-Man PS4 2, some kind of sequel or continuation. Uh, you predict there'd be some kind of smart delivery, lots of actual gameplay, and you predict we would see a price. So uh, you got, obviously, the box, Spider-Man, and gameplay correct. And then I got yes. VR, hard dates, uh, no price, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, which I think was way better than our Xbox ones. We yeah, we did, we did much better. Uh, you know, it was, you could say it's more predictable, but I'd say it was, it was a better... You know, you want these are good things which we got shown. I was a bit disappointed that there was no smart delivery stuff. Um, but I think as this this was a thing where they were sort of talking about the games, so maybe in a, they might do another show where they talk about specifics. Perhaps well, they talked about some specs for it. They did have a moment like the first after like the first third they had a specs. Yeah, thing, and then they had the it, console. It was more like no no one was talking about like the PlayStation. It was it was just like showing stuff off, wasn't it? If you get what I mean, like yeah, I I there wasn't like... a they could be in the future. There might be like an interview or someone will say, hey, this is coming as well. I wonder if maybe they don't have some kind of predefined thing yet. Yeah, I mean, there's I think it's been confirmed that most, if not all, or almost all PlayStation Four games will work on the PS Five. Yeah, um, I think that. 
I guess what you don't want to do is like sort of try and compare yourself to Xbox in a, in a thing where like if they're sort of saying pretty much any Xbox game from any console yeah. will work because also one thing that Xbox seems to be suggesting is that it's not just the game will work like it will be upgraded whereas yeah. potentially PlayStation 4 are going to and PlayStation 5 are going for a more like oh it's just there is a PlayStation 4 in here, so it will still Mm. look just as good, but it won't look any better, necessarily. I know that um, all PlayStation 4 games, which have, like coming out from july onwards or like pushed for july onwards will have to work with the ps5 as well yeah which will make Uh, sense so that's another thing and the last of us 2 is being confirmed to work well and better on the playstation 5 i wonder if it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be like quite a messy list of sort of okay this this game is a playstation 4 only game these (laughs) games work on both these games work on both and look better on the PlayStation. i don't know what it'll be they'll they'll just I don't know. I think there's more, obviously, which will still come out. Um, you know, we've still got a long way to go until holiday 2020, as the generic term is. So, no we'll, just have to, so. we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> I just think, though, if it was something quite simple and easy, there just would have been like, a, yeah. like they had some text and just be like, all PlayStation 4 games will run better yeah. on PlayStation 5. I'm and presuming that, that been... um, since the upgrades, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they've said like it works with smart delivery. I assume that those type of games which are doing that will do it the same with the PlayStation yeah, 5. It'll potentially. Be, who um, knows, I mean, Yeah. Who, who knows? That's It's still a long way to go. We've still got so much, I'm assuming, to be revealed. Um, um, and then speaking of the console itself, we did see it, surprisingly. Um, I, I I think they had to, because, you know, you, people have to put a, a sort of image to something, you know, the PS5, and you can't just have the controller forever. Um, what do you think? What, did you like the design? That's the question. For a, Okay, so I also mentioned this. For a hot minute, because they showed the the blue dark V. I thought for a second they were going to be like, oh wait, was that weird sort of um, yeah, the weird leak or the dev design going to be real? I think it looks okay. I mean, again, call me like, you can call me a fanboy, <laughs> but like this is me being genuine, like real. It, I prefer a more minimalistic look. Mm. I, I like, I... I quite like the current PlayStation 4 design. I quite like the Xbox One X design of just sort of like it's it's a single box thing. It doesn't distract you too much. The the PlayStation 5 looks a bit silly. It certainly looks cool, but it, it feels a little bit too space age and techny techno-y. I think um, I like I quite like the design. Um, I'm the the thing which I'm like a bit eh, about for the PlayStation 5 console is the two tone black and white. Um, yeah, that's a big that, thing for me. For me. It's if they do a black version, it will instantly be a hundred times better. Um, you know, I'm I think I'm like you as well. I'll do like a good minimalistic design. So that's what the Xbox does have going for it. You know, it's the cube and I, a nice simple design. I think what it is is the Xbox design is very safe. You know, it's just a cube. It's just got the Xbox logo here. PlayStation have gone for a bit more of a uh, sort of futuristic here if you ask someone in 2010 what will a PlayStation 5 look like it just would be after, this it would be this um they've both have been memed so much on a uh, on yeah. twitter you know the Xbox was compared to a fridge i think my favorite one was um the the PS4 for PS5 looking like the eye of sauron <laughs> oh, yeah, like one did, of the I towers did. with the eye in the middle of it and i thought that was such a good good little thing i liked the um what was it? There's one where the Pope's wearing the PS5 on his hat. Uh, that's <laughs> that was a good one. I, I did like that one. They, you it's know, they both stupid. look. It looks fine. Um, people have been. Oh yeah. It's just fine. It's just a console. You know, at the end of the day, um, I think 
both will be good. Both will fit in um, in your little slot in your thing. The only thing which I'm be a bit worried about for the Xbox is can you put it on its side or not? Um, they've confirmed you can put the PlayStation on its side. It's a big a big reveal. I think that because well, I think the Xbox also is quite compact and small, so I don't. Yeah, I, I assume I, you can. I assume you can because it looks like the fans are on the top, so I guess sort yeah. of the idea would be that you could put it on its side and none of the fans would get in the way. They haven't explicitly said it, but I imagine it's probably <laughs> fine. Yeah, because there's been like pictures of the PS5 on its side, so I think it's been it's a, g- a good reveal. Because I I've for the longest time have always been worried about putting my consoles like sort of vertically because uh well it'd be, i don't think it'd be as bad for the xbox but just in case it falls over yeah it's just gonna get knocked and yeah bonked but um yeah i'm the white on the ps5 that's gonna get so dirty oh 100 white is <laughs> yeah such a bad color very futuristic but i just love the black design to be honest um same for the controller although it has started to grow on me the uh, white on the controller the white looks cool i have a white xbox one x uh not an xbox one x an xbox one controller yeah and i quite like it but again yeah it shows up grubbiness and on the one hand it means i know when to clean it but on the other hand <laughs> you have to just, clean it i have to clean it and i and i have to notice that my controller is a bit messy but yeah like, again it's pretty cool and i thought the big thing they also stole from xbox that's been sort of in the rumors for a long time was the digital only yeah they, they confirmed was. they confirmed project lockhart before the xbox did well like there is already an xbox digital only console yeah out in the wild the xbox one x um, and it, I think it would have been expected that there would have been an Xbox Series X that would do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it'd be an Xbox Series S, I think, was what everyone was assuming. It'd be like a, a cheaper console. Um, there was like a Korean Korean Xbox news account, unofficial, um, tweeted an image of uh, like certification for the Xbox consoles. Yeah. Um, and there was two consoles in it. So uh, everyone okay, was me... thinking, oh, there might be two or it could be like a bundle edition. Um I think it'll be, again, interesting it, to see it how might be this plays extent. into price. Yeah, it'll obviously be cheaper. Um, how much cheaper do you think it should be? How much cheaper do you think I it will know. be and how it'll much cheaper be, should it be? It it could be, either, I think it could be £50 cheaper. Because um, they've, they've said it's literally just, it doesn't have a disk drive. Um, see, I think that, it depends what Sony want to do. Mm. Well, I think you... they might make it £50 cheaper. Yeah. But I think if they wanted to really go bold with it, they'd make it £100 cheaper. Yeah, I think they would, but I, I can't... That would be too much, I think. I mean, it's... that'll because be. A... It depends how much the actual price is, because there have been so many rumours and speculations. You know, there was an Amazon UK leak, which got debunked as being a placeholder price. I'm pretty hmm. sure there's one earlier today when someone said it was... Uh, I think it was like... They come. They found it was six hundred dollars on a a uh, hot comic book. It's one of these weird. Yeah, here it is. Uh, okay, on PlayAsia.com, the console came up for six hundred ninety nine dollars. Oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, um, we'll but... have to see because also currencies all work differently. Yeah, I just exactly. feel like The reason I would say a hundred pounds is that firstly, um, people like playing physical games. They might already own a lot of physical games, so you want to yeah. convince them that. Like, they can go all this. They might be worried about having to buy extra storage if they're digital only. So it sort of encourages them to get maybe an additional hardware external thing. The other thing as well, which I feel like would be worth going the £100 reduction, Mm. would be the fact that then they can only use the PlayStation's digital store. And so for the money that PlayStation might make for not having to share money with retailers... That is true, actually. They'll make it back, Through their store. Because also game companies really only make money on their consoles. If you, mm. I think Nintendo are the only company that consistently make either a profit or break even 
when they release their consoles, Xbox and Sony. Yeah, they use it as like a platform for them to make more money from games. Yeah, so like they they will typically make a loss on consoles until like most of the way through their generation because yeah. the hardware is just that expensive. But Obviously, they then make the money back yeah, through they game make sales. It. Exactly. Um, I know personally I will be buying the physical, <laughs> the disc drive one, purely because I, as you said, there are people out there who love physical copies and I am one of those people. You know, I like the feel of having the game box in your hand and like, yes, this True. game is this game is mine. I can sell it if I want. Uh, I've not well technically you have licensed it because you have to put the disc in and then that's only when it works. They can cancel your disc, I think, but like you can sell it. You know, it, it's it's physically yours. It's not like something you just digitally downloaded. Uh, I'm gonna want to see what the price is. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing. I was hoping for a price reveal. Um, I don't know. Does this confirm that the PlayStation and Xbox is just holding out to see who's going to budge first and just reveal the price? Mm. Uh, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I think if it's a hun- if it is the hundred pounds difference, I'd probably go for the all digital. If it's only fifty, I'd probably go for the 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 same the one with the disc mm-hmm. drive as you. It 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 just depends on the price point as well. Because yeah. if it's like quite cheap and like four hundred pounds, I'd. I don't think you could do it for three hundred. That would be a massive they loss. Could. But yeah, but yeah. like it would. I I don't know. I want. It's one of these weird situations. I think they need to see what's going on. Um, yeah, they, and they need to an Xbox event because exactly they, that's what's next. See what uh, they reveal there. I know you're you're very excited for that event, aren't you? I'm really excited because I think a potential misstep, which I think Sony highlighted why it was wrong with this event, was. I saw stand by like Xbox had this event and then split it into two parts. They made the third party stuff and the first party stuff. And the issue with that is that with this, with like the Sony event, you had chop and change, like some big things, then a couple of small things, then another big thing and a couple Mm. of small things that you could constantly keep people engaged. Whereas with the Xbox event, they basically only really had smaller titles. And whilst those are really cool, like they're all new IP, no one feels like a particular kinship with them. Apart from like the Assassin's Creed one, but then everyone was annoyed that they didn't show any gameplay. Um, and it was, and it would already seen it. Like, if, yeah, I think what they needed to do was like have this event because, like, I think a lot. I feel like there were more confirmed exclusives in the Xbox third party thing. Like, I, I no, I don't think so. I don't think any many of those games were exclusive exclusive to the Xbox. I think um, there was definitely more. For the PlayStation, I think there was thirteen confirmed exclusives. Okay, maybe it's they had more. They had more games as well, but from like the the not typical stuff. Like I thought it was cool, but I think that they did need their first IPs, and I think that their like first party stuff is going to be hitting. To be fair, like if it's a decent look at Halo and Fable, and like they've got quite a few other studios working on things, hmm. if they could just put out something that's bold i think they could start to win people back like i i think that they they've got a chance to sort of win something i think what xbox does need to do is they need to set a price point in the next event yeah because this is like two events in you kind of yeah i think you're they, completely they need right to set a price they need to set a date yeah and their price needs to be really low and i think that they maybe even want to go so low that it would be impossible for sony to <laughs> to match it to match it yeah i think it's it's going to be an interesting event um which could make or break the xbox you know one thing which they had over the playstation 5 before the xbox event and the playstation event was that they had announced more details yeah 
Um, now, obviously, that's not true, and they've announced very similar, but the PlayStation, they're, they're, they're kind of, you know... I think the PlayStation 5 is probably in the lead at the moment in terms of which people um, are thinking looks better. But that's because they have, you know, they've got all the games and the exclusives revealed. It will depend on how good Halo Infinite looks. Um, that's going to be... That is going to be the system seller for Xbox, isn't it, I think? It will be I think new. Halo Infinite will be a system seller, and I think potentially a new IP. I wonder if they've got something like that. But we'll have to We'll have to see. see. We'll have to wait and see. There'll be a Forza, Forza Horizons 3. That's the big one. That's the big one. Hey, Forza Horizon does some cool stuff. And speaking of cool stuff, uh, let's go into our Game Club game, because I think we're running quite long for oh, time we, here. We are doing... Uh, so let's quickly bash through 51 All-Star Classics, or All-Time... Whatever the hell this yeah. game's called. It, Clubhouse Games or 51 All-Time Classics, depending on where you live. Um, I can just start with my initial thoughts on this game. You know, it's it's just a really weird game to sort of review or try and talk about because it's just good. You know, it's it's great, but you can't ask for, you can't really ask or expect much more. Is how I have sort of like come to realize in my head because it's a game which shows other games. Like it's a collection of games, and these games can't change like you can't change president or you can't change poker or you can't change all these card games or board games which have their own rules the only thing they can do is like present it in a good way and i think they did that well you know i really liked the aesthetic of the game even the toy type games with the sort of how they were shown i think it was a beautiful brilliant sort of presentation of games and i just i don't see how you can really expect more to be honest that's my that's my i think overall (laughs) i think this is one of the best games on the switch I I would put this now on any list of sort of games you have to own for this console. This one, 51 all-time classics, should be on those lists. Because for me, like, yeah, it's a lot of classic games. You can't tweak them, but it's just perfect. There's quite a lot you can play two-player with just one system. I think for that, for those games, I really like, like, the uh, four in a row, the hex, like, some Mm. of those competitive games. But I also really like the scale trick thing. Yeah, I like... I like the skeletics and the baseball. That was they were mine. I've not tried baseball. The I also really like the um, hockey, the ice hockey. Yeah. So that's for that is brilliant. But also then just playing on your own, or if you happen to have two systems, getting to play some of these card games like at school during free periods when you uh, didn't have any lessons. As much as our head of sixth form would have liked to us <laughs> to have been playing and not have to have been studying like if you finished your homework for the day like you don't have any more work to do what else are you going to do with your time except for play president hey. and it was a game that we all played all the time i love president it's such a good card game it is it's just one of the best card games because it has the right balance of luck and skill and sort of like thinking and planning yeah it's just it ties- it's it, it can cause so much anger in you as well, you know, when someone plays the revolution or yeah, I, I, flips it. What I liked about this game was actually the two things that we didn't incorporate into our versions, which I think mm. made it so much better. I liked the idea of a revolution because I thought it was quite funny that, did you, you know, if you're lower... Did you with the revolution? We, maybe we did, but I don't think it ever really happened. Oh, that was that was always, when I played it with my brothers, that was always the big one, you know, someone would be t- taunting me like... I only have two. I have twos and a queen left, and then someone slams down the uh, the revolution, and it's all yeah. over. And then I also really liked um, the downfall mechanic. So the idea that if the president doesn't come first, they instantly come fourth. Oh, that's oh yeah yeah yeah. I remember that. No, I was. We didn't play that. We yeah, didn't we didn't that play that either. either. And it, no, it, it always made it basically you could only really go up one place. So, or you could only really go down one place. It was hard for the president to fall below vice president. Maybe they would fall to like 
third position yeah if you had a bigger group of people but yeah i really like it in this game it's just like it's really annoying i've lost as the president sometimes <laughs> instantly and forth but it also just adds that extra layer of yeah like being able to beat somebody really it puts the pressure on and i think it's 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 a great game and for that reason alone this this game is it's it's brilliant. just yeah it's hard i don't think anyone really can have much criticism of the game no. you know you can't criticize the gameplay the only thing I would want more of is, it's not even something which I need, but like the download, the, it's like a, the original 41 all-time, 42 all-time classics had like DS download compatibility with every game. Yeah. Um, Club Power 51 all-time classics has it in a way where like only a few games are compatible with like other Switch contra- consoles for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like all the card ones I think are free, but not like the toy type ones, like the Scale Electrics and the uh, baseball tennis ones but it's not that big of an issue because to be honest you just play these games on the same console yeah um, so i think that's fine it's fine it was it's just a great game there's there's very little to criticize the only thing people would ask for more of is more games you know i was a bit mm-hmm. a bit disappointed that a few got removed i loved myself some um what was it called field tactics that was a game that was a uh, very interesting maybe there's one. the potential for some dlc my only other gripe is that I feel mm-hmm. like it, it seems a little expensive. Yeah, I guess for a collection of other games. It's like th- it, £35, mm. I guess, like, if you were to probably go through and be like, well, if you've got Connect 4 and you got this game and you got that game, it wouldn't, it would cost quite a bit. But I still feel like um, if it was at, say, like a £20 price point or even like 25 I'd feel more like I could just say to everybody to get it. Whereas I feel like it would be more of a general, if you're looking mm. for something, it's a yeah. good idea. Whereas well, like, Nintendo no. games are always going to be more expensive, aren't they? True. Yeah, they're always always a bit pricey, but I well, I can hope that it might come down in price for people who haven't got it um, some point in the next year. But you know, with Nintendo exclusive games, they don't seem they to do don't. that that much. So okay. I should have got it physical, bit... but I got it digital. Oh, I got physical. It. No, but it's it's a great game. Um, I'd highly recommend anyone picking this game up um, if you like board games or card games or sort of that style of games. The type which we don't really talk about much under Warthog, unfortunately. Um, no, unfortunately not. So this has been a great time to get that. Yeah, it's it's just a good, it's just fun to be able to play card games, particularly in lockdown when you maybe don't see many people. Yeah. Or like Sometimes you're in the mood to play a card game, but no one you live with is. You can just like log into this. The AI is good, I think. I think they nailed the AI. Um, oh, yeah. it's And like lots of the games are a real challenge to win. Yeah. Like some of these, like, when it says, like, it's impossible difficulty, it's not impossible, but it is very difficult. Yeah, they will know exactly how to destroy you. Uh, um, in, uh, impossible ones. I tried a few ones, like, nope, I'm going back. I finally mastered President this morning. Just that's why I was a little bit late uh, coming to record, because <laughs> I was, like, just playing oh, my final cards. I was, it was uh, very stressful because it's a few occasions where, like, I've been in first place in the final round and then I choke it and come in fourth. Ooh, I was playing, um, I think that, no, I was just on time. I was almost late uh, playing a match of Warzone. Um, uh, they've added a new mode, which is basically a copy of Fortnite's 50v50. Nice. Um, well, um, I still need to download Warzone. I will do it at some point. I I don't have enough space on my Xbox. So I'm trying to. Clear oh yeah, the so it's a big 3. it's a big meme. Every update's thirty gigabytes. But yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to clear out the Witcher three before I can get on. But no. um, it's good. But a bit of a bit too many snipers in this 50v50 mode though. Um, just well. One game that has zero snipers in, unless you count Intellion, is Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Hey. And we will be looking at the DLC, which comes out... Wednesday? Uh, 
Wednesday feels right, the 17th. Yeah. So we'll be giving our thoughts and opinions on the Isle of Armor DLC for next week's Game Club. I'm very excited. I've been playing some more Pokemon recently. Played my first ranked battle yesterday. Ooh. I won it. Nice. Finally, um... <laughs> Finally caved. I got a Mimikyu. Oh, yeah. Just the, 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 me- the meta the meta Pokemon. I've My team's like, okay. I have a couple of Pokemon that aren't like mm. in the meta meta. And actually I won. I was quite impressed with <laughs> my Rhyperior. I thought I was going to get demolished. I, can't, I think, I feel like I did do a bit of Ivy and Eevee training when I played Pokemon Sword. I had a more Peko and a Darmanitan. Definitely. And I think I had another one which I was training up, but I can't remember. But, my um, favourite yeah thing in this like the whole thing is like because it always used to be if you got a a shiny pokemon if it didn't have good ivs you just chuck it whereas now (laughs) level whatever pokemon you get you can change its nature you can change its ivs and you can change its uh you can always change its effort values but you can just make it amazing so i had a shiny primarina from Hmm. uh pokemon uh sun and moon and i was like oh i can't use this because it's nate i think it's nature was wrong its ivs were decent but it's nature wasn't yeah. very good and then it was like oh but now with this game i can so i've got yeah. that all trained up which is nice nice no i haven't actually played pokemon sword since i completed it and have and like was all done with it so it'll be interesting for me to pick it back up and see how it is i've been logging in as well because they've been doing some mystery gift events they've been giving oh, out yeah. lots of um very good pokemon oh, nice. with hidden abilities and lots of very rare items so i've been trying to get all of those nice but yes we'll have to see how that all is hey. and with that we're gonna close out the show this will probably be quite a long one so we'll see how much i can cut it down but it will be very very long so we thank you so much for sticking with us if you like the show please give us a review if your platform can allow it uh please make sure you subscribe to us on whatever that platform is so you know when our next episode is out please check out instagram where you can see our various posts you can see our stories we had a recent poll and 14 percent of you got that there would be a box so well done to those people good work guys i voted there would be no box and <laughs> was sorely mistaken <laughs> though i quite liked my little drawing i think my little cardboard box with oh, PlayStation yeah, yeah. 5 logo on it was way better <laughs> it's great what is actually revealed um <laughs> separately it's not about us but it's something i still want to highlight because i think it's still just about available the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality is still going it's got way more games than it did before it's got over a thousand games now i think it's up to like five thousand seven hundred dollars and you only need to mm. donate $5. And in the in the UK, that's only £4.13. If you can donate a bit more, I'm actually going to donate another $5 because of all the extra games that have been released. It's not just good for video games. If you love board games and RPGs, there are so, so many. Uh, one that I would love to highlight is Blades in the Dark. Uh, that's, a, that's a game that I've played quite a lot and it's brilliant. It's probably one of the better RPGs if you find that it, for, there are, if there are reasons you dislike D&D, Blades in the Dark probably <laughs> solves those reasons uh, for you. And we'll be talking about RPGs in a later episode, so I'll save a lot of my talk for then. Hey. Final thing, uh, we want to say thank you to Joseph McDade for making our awesome theme song. You can check out his work down below. We put a link. Thank you to everybody in the gaming industry that wrote all the amazing articles that we used to gather our news for today. There'll be links to those as well. And thank you to Ollie for being here for now nearly two hours of recording <laughs> no worries no worries thank you for you to being here as well and um thank you for sitting through the playstation 5 reveal event i know that must have been difficult for you to it, it <laughs> to really, have to really watch. hurt it <laughs> was painful it was difficult but now it's all over 
almost kind of it's time <laughs> we'll to say bye bye, bye.